Got All that. right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Connotagious podcast, where we're your second favorite podcast because real men finish second. <laughs> anyway, so on today's, today's episode, we have a lovely guest, Jill. And Jill, hey, hey. how are you? How are you doing? Good. Howdy, Jill. Thank you. Clap. Clap welcome, Jill. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Welcome to Connotagious. You are now contagious. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> so how long did it take you to write that and actually i made it up that's why it's so you know very awkward and lovely and <laughs> um so jill you are the owner creator i was gonna continue on with compliments but i couldn't think of any on the spot of the marker so did legendary. you want to yes legendary, legendary. Yeah, there we go um <laughs> did you want to just sort of like give us a brief little intro on like what you do and how you came about it um, yeah, so I'm Gillian, the marker, and I'm predominantly a lettering artist, as you would call it. So my creative studio pretty much entails anything to do with hand lettering. So that be logos, business logos, murals, sign writing. It did start from stationary, so invitations, but um, yeah, it's just grown immensely in the last like few years to large scale works, basically, um, and a lot of smaller as well but um murals and sign writing predominantly yeah. yeah so if you could like compare your first ever client to the most recent one what do you reckon like would be the greatest difference between them oh my first client was just someone that I went to high school with and it was just a small framed art piece for her home and then now I do murals and signs for you know companies that are franchise like coffee club and mm -hmm. um yeah, all things like that. And I've done talks for the Design Kids, which is like a internationally renowned um, design company. So it's it's a huge difference. Like it's still not at the scale that I'd like to be, but it's a huge difference from that first initial, um, I guess, job or, or client that I took on. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's rad. That's mad. I like yeah. that. So like you're kind of like a big shot now. <laughs> no. We're privileged. Uh, We're very privileged to have you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no that's good that's awesome um have you had any like because i could imagine with being oh hello <laughs> I thought, see i i was expecting like a, a ball sack to drop down not not just a chin that's later yeah. i haven't had a shower yet <laughs> well uh, go, go shave those balls for us and uh, bring them in <laughs> Balls are shaved, brother. Balls are always tidy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, have you had any, like, clients where it's been, like, you've done it, you've completed the whole sort of, what would you call it, art piece? Creative yeah. process. Yeah, and they've just gone, like, nah. Yeah, heaps, all the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Like there's even and there's even sort of like an ongoing joke with um, people in the creative industry where you would create a concept or even just one option in branding concepts that you don't even like that much, but you know that it's it's just like the stock standard that has to be there. Mm -hmm. But you put it in there so then they choose the other one, but then sometimes mm. they end up going that one, the real basic one that you yeah, don't okay. want to call. So there's yeah. so many yeah. times where that has even happened and it just backfires on you completely. And you're like, oh, wait, I just need to make some amendments to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of times where that happens. Because uh, I remember you did yeah. some work for me previously and uh, I, can't, I can't remember. Did we, we agreed on like one thing or there was one thing that I thought was good and you were kind of just like, yeah. what, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. I remember it distinctively. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there was the word level and you wanted the V to be, or level X, right? Was yeah, that's it. Yeah. And you wanted the V to be an X and it just, it just yeah. wouldn't have worked. Yeah. The way that you tried to see it and I, and this happens all the time, which is, it's totally fine. Like clients have a vision and it's, it, it is really handy for them to have a vision. Mm -hmm. but when they can't steer away from that vision it makes our job really difficult mm. yeah. and it, like I said it's it's really good that they do have that and what they want to visualize as their brand especially because that's important for a client yeah. but when they're not loose on those when they don't loosen those reins to let the create like 
the designer get creative in what they're basically hired for, employed for, then that makes the job really difficult. Yeah, yeah. So that was like um, Connor when he did um, the art piece for our cover. Yeah. I, I pretty much just said to him here, this is the concept. You go as create, like you do you. Like just I've yeah. seen your work. I'm confident in your work. And yeah. you just you just keep sending me what you've done and I'll say what I do and don't like. And I, I'd send the like little figures of us to the boys. And he like, made me so, he made me so ginger. Yeah. I don't know why I thought I was so ginger. I've got the I've got the world's biggest nose as well. I was like, surely it's <laughs> <a> little, <laughs> but anyway. I think that's it's comical. Like, it's good. And like I yeah. like yeah. 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 I like that I kind of look like that thing from um oh what what's that show where ET. No, not only ET. Um oh it'll come back to me, but it's like I just looked dwarf. Like, sorry, just looking misformed. Like, I, I looked like I was dropped as a kid, and I fucking I love that. Yeah. It's a yeah, hard thing for cartoons too, because they always mm. end up looking comical. Like, you can't make it look like a self-portrait. Yeah, that's not no, like, no, It's always going to look wrong in a I cartoon. Honestly, yeah. He killed it. He nailed it on like what I basically the final product that he sent me. That's exactly what I had in my head. So I was like, fuck, how can I, you know, even compete or complain about that? So. That's yeah. the thing, like you know, you know who it is, but at the same time, it looks nothing like him. But it's funny, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know exactly who that is, but well because like you're your own worst critic too, and you know yourself the most. Like, so you're mm. gonna pinpoint mm. facial features, especially. Like- <laughs> <laughs> um. So like you like because you do like heaps of workshops and stuff as well. I saw, and you do like murals and weddings and all that jazz. Do you have like a favorite you do, or like do you just like love? Just depends on the thing. Oh, as in like the favorite type of work that I do? Yeah, like the kind of type, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually do love workshops. I never I never created the marker to become a teacher. I, that was never my intention. Um, I think younger, like, you know, back in the day when you're a kid, you have all these aspirations of being certain things. But um, back in the day, I used to teach my little sisters, like I'd make them homework and stuff. So it makes yeah. sense in my head now, but at the start of the marker, doing workshops and conducting classes was never the intention, but I just love being able to share that skill and be able to teach people something new and fun. Like it doesn't have to be something that is your career aspiration or you intend on using it for work or professional reasons. You know, it's just something to be out of the box or just learn a new skill. And I I just love that. And I'm also like, I'm generally like a sharing kind of person naturally. So Mm. For me, that just made so much sense. And it, it's basically like a, a party, a more formal mm-hmm. party. Because it's, yeah, it's, always, nice. it's always about the food spread, which is like, it's a dim thing. Like if you know me and my family, you'll know that food is a big thing in our family. So we all, like I always make it about the food spread and just having a good one, essentially. So it's, it's awesome that I can cross that with my passion and my work and actually mm-hmm. teaching something to people. Yeah, no, nice. That sounds awesome. We have to, uh, we have to do one then, guys. We're gonna have to jump in there to do a yeah, workshop. I was thinking the same thing. Um, it would be yeah. so cool for like team bonding things. And surprisingly, yeah. not a lot of people think to do it. Like I put that idea out there. Mm. Um, but yeah, like everyone thinks they have this theory in their mind that they have to be really good at handwriting to be able to do lettering. And I'm like, have you seen my handwriting? It's like a doctor's handwriting a lot of the time. Like it's so really cool. okay. Yeah, it's so different all the time, depending on what I'm writing, like, especially what pen I'm using too. Like, mm. there's so many different factors, but hand lettering is just literally art. Mm. It's, like, expressive. So it's so fun. Definitely recommend doing a workshop. Okay, definitely. All right, we'll chuck that in there. We'll definitely have to do that one. It'll be fun as. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just like have, to, um, have to do something. <laughs> this is, this is um, so I know someone is watching currently. I, I don't think I can actually share the the video of um this podcast but this is for the person <laughs> looking in the background <laughs> uh, um so how are you, how how are you dealing with like are you still doing workshops now considered like with the circumstances like are you doing like no, no? no i haven't even done a workshop in well since COVID even began I haven't done a workshop I did recently one with the Kayama Council which wasn't mine so last weekend I went down to Jeringong 
it was really cool. So Crime Council um, hired me to conduct a workshop with kids to personalise and customise their skateboard decks and their bikes. And we just um, were really creative with it. It was obviously not something skill-based, but it was more so teaching them to get creative with their own boards and um, helmets and stuff. So I guess you can call that a workshop. It was yeah. a class workshop. Yeah. It wasn't something that I hosted or ticketed mm-hmm. or anything like that. But that was the Kayama Council down in Gerringong. Um, but, yeah, I haven't done one since, like, pre-COVID. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just such a nightmare to try and figure out the event logistics when yeah, all of these restrictions are constantly changing and there's so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And to build up a workshop, you basically have to start planning, like, eight weeks beforehand. Yeah. And then basically start marketing it four weeks beforehand as well. So that's still, like when we look at things now and how the current climate is with COVID, it's really hard to put an event out four weeks in advance and constantly market it and focus on that rather than doing jobs that are getting instant money, like instant yeah. So yeah. And then that event eventually cancelling, you know, that's yeah. just... So, yeah, 100%. With your events, you do you like um, supply like all the gear for people to use and stuff like that? Yeah, so when they buy a ticket, they're buying a ticket to the actual class, getting fed drinks and the lettering kit as well as the work booklet. So I create a work booklet mm-hmm. um, that has all of the drills, um, information, foundations, all that sort of stuff. And then I provide them with a few of my favourite tools that I use all the time and something that I find is relatively easy for beginners as well. Yeah. Um, and, of course, I'm not a teacher, so it's obviously really hard for me to conduct something and teach something that I was self-taught on. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm I'm essentially teaching them as much as I know from being self-taught. So mm-hmm. that in itself is difficult and complex. So trying to make that as easy as possible for people that are just doing it for the fun of it as well yeah. is super important. So I just try and choose um, easy tools um, and easily accessible as well. So anything from like Officeworks or online that yeah. they can easily access at a cost-efficient yeah. price too yeah. in the future, that's, that's the most important thing. But yeah, they're all supplied that. Yeah, okay. Because do you reckon you could do like maybe something similar to this, like on Zoom, and then you just sort of have like a, a set amount of people so it's easier for you to be able to like sort of work with and like yeah, yeah. even, you know, put in the price? Like I, I was actually thinking like you have the packages set up and then you just ship it to them within like that price range or whatever it is, and then they're set for it. Because if you were saying like it takes like eight weeks to set up, that could be included like the shipping or yeah. whatever it is. Well, um, last um, in Christmas, Christmas last year, I did a lettering workshop. It was kind of online. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't something that I taught face to face on Zoom. Yeah. Um, but I created a video, and they had access to the video, and I sent yeah. out the kit. So that yeah. was pretty popular. Like most of my Christmas workshops have been pretty popular. They're they're the most sold out ones. Yeah. Um, okay. And the first the first workshop I ever did was thirty people, and it was sold out like within a few days. Yeah. And shit. that was the Christmas yeah, yeah, right. workshop, and it was insane to teach thirty people at once for the first time. But it was just popular because people write Christmas cards and envelopes and they want to decorate as much as mm. possible because it's obviously festive. It's something that they want to be a part of that experience and, um, you know, provide that for their loved ones. So... <laughs> no, I, just, I could just keep seeing his bald head like... <laughs> yeah, the head just pop up every now and then. Take us back to a young Jill. What led you to this path like what was high school did you know you want to do this in high school or did something that yeah I always was artsy it was it was inevitable that I would end up in a creative career I never knew that I wanted to do this particular thing so lettering artists yeah lettering artists or murals or sign writing because I I hated painting every time it was um yeah right I guess part of the curriculum drawing was always my forte so it's really weird now that I barely draw and I mostly paint essentially but at the start like I I knew that I was going to go to uni so I did that as soon you know most people don't know exactly what they want to do but I always knew I wanted to go to uni and study art so I did that um, and then I studied interior design for a year after uni, thinking that I was going to be an interior designer or a stylist because I love—I always loved interior and architecture as well. So I wanted to combine those passions. But when I studied it, it was just so off. The industry wasn't—it didn't suit me at all. So then mm. I just started creating my own my own things. I 
like leading up to it, I always did work for friends and family, like cards and invitations and whatever, because it was always a creative, um, a creative job. But in high school, I would, um, <laughs> I would always tag people's names and people would ask me to decorate their books and whatever. So I would always like, I guess, graph names and tag people's names. It became a thing like in year nine and year 10. And I would um, duplicate like logos. I would literally freehand logos and copy it exact. Um, just as yeah, do, nice. you know how people scribble on their pages or whatever draw shakes. I would, I would do like the Nike tick or Adidas and I would do all those sort of things. So I guess that's kind of where it stemmed from was that graphing names and constantly being so pedantic about how my signature looked and practicing that. So I think that's where the lettering aspect came into it. And I just started lettering quotes for myself or um, for people, just the odd job. And then it just became a thing that I thought, hey, I could probably make money off this. Why mm -hmm. not just give it a crack as a side hustle and go from there? Yeah, yeah no, I saw, um, I saw the, the collab you did with uh, Mio Mai, where you did the, yeah. the French the French writing, uh, the yeah. LeCant one really drew my eye. I was a big fan of <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, Dylan is a big fan of the cunt, aren't you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, so his his I'm a massive fan of profanity, so I swear all the time. So combining That's that good. with my skill and art was all time. It's an all time collab. And yeah. collaborating with a friend as well was something that was extra cool so um yeah. charlie i've worked with her before um and we do like movie we did um like the art for the movie up yeah. there and, I, and those art prints was actually sold from that film so it was awesome to fly up to brisbane to actually work with a friend um but also work on something that i'm super passionate about and something that's super interesting to me of course as well so yeah. yeah splashing paint over renaissance art like mm. it was sick yeah we swear words is yeah. just all time it's great it's a it's a, a lovely addition i think most people should have i was looking at getting it on for sure i like the framing <laughs> yeah. of it and then just the lovely little curse word in the middle <laughs> it's funny it's because it's, it's like it's so contradicting to have swear words or insults looking good aesthetically so pleasing. lovely I love yeah, that. It's, yeah. it's very tongue in cheek. Very tongue in cheek. You yeah. know what? Oh. I reckon. I reckon what we should do is we should get just like you to do like a little, just on a white canvas, maybe in red, and just the word "cunt," and then we yeah. when we when we get like an, an you know some sort of setup for the podcast in the near future, we can just have that hanging somewhere. Just yeah, probably underneath. Yeah. I reckon yeah. Lucas. Lucas should definitely sit underneath it because he is the biggest cunt of them all. That's <laughs> right, <laughs> Connor's cunt. <laughs> yeah, well, it'd have to be a big sloppy painting. <laughs> big, that'd be a big canvas. That's a, that's yeah. a big fucking canvas. It's got, it's got have, like, canvas. different types of stains on it too, because you know, like, <laughs> it's not a clean one. Yeah, you can, oh. go, you can go with the real life stains if you want. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> all three of us just add to it. Oh shit! Up <laughs> imitating life. I don't want to add to that collection. Yeah. That is disgusting. There's a cesspool of stains. I don't want that. Yeah. Um, now here's the hard hitting question I've been meaning to ask. Now, what is your favorite font? I mean, you know, New Times Roman gets a lot of uh, hype. But, yeah, are you a comic like sans? A, a comic, a comic sans? Oh, you surely you got to be sure comic sans. It. Surely it's comic sans. Sure. It's funny because like people would think that I'd have a favorite font, but I I don't. It's really, really? it's really a matter of the project and what I'm combining it with. Um, and because mine is hand lettering. I like that's always the focal point of whatever I do is the hand lettering and then I choose a font to pair it with and basically act as a compliment it's never okay. really the star of it so and like a lot of people easily confuse typography with lettering or calligraphy they're all basically merged somewhat lettering art all of them yeah. but they all have their own unified um yeah. I guess aspects to them so, yeah, I don't even have a favourite font. Don't have a favourite font. Okay. Well, now we know mine and Lucas's. I'm not, like, I'm not a graphic designer. And I think if I was a graphic designer or I studied graphic design, I would, like, I would class myself as somewhat a graphic designer in terms of the work that I do and how I incorporate lettering art in, say, stationery or um, poster art or whatever it may be and branding. Mm. But I never studied 
graphic design to have that under my belt as a trade. So I, I'm an artist. I'm a visual artist by trade. Mm. So everything, like I, like fonts weren't a huge thing for me back then. And they they sort of somewhat are now, but it, like I said, it's it's always a pairing. It's never the focal the focal piece. yeah okay so you kind of like you like to set the foundation and then like find what yeah. kind of goes with that one no no yeah, yeah cool that's cool yeah, yeah exactly and it could be there's so many different ones according to what the project is or the client or the mm. mood or whatever so setting the tone so and that's always important with choosing a type like i could spend an hour literally trying to use a type font or typeface but and mm. just hand lettering something simple is simple to me as opposed to choosing a font because obviously there's yep. so much to choose from yeah oh it's spoiled for choice when it comes to font these days it's just yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, tell me about it honestly like a I kid struggle. in a candy shop I, I struggle I every day i'm a kid in the candy shop i go what size 16 <laughs> where, where do i want to go yeah no that's cool yeah. i like that no i like um, that um go who's oh. who was talking then I was, I was sort of going to say like with what do you reckon like your if you were to judge your own work work ethic like where do you think you see like where does jill get like her sort of jill's time and then or are you sort of someone that's like consistently working like you're always you know having a bit of a draw a bit of a dribble and you know just working on new things or do you sort of set time so you, you go like you know what, fuck it, I don't really feel like picking up a pen today. I'm going to go to the beach or something like that. Um, the best way I would describe myself is I would be that person that says great time management on my resume and it's the complete opposite. <laughs> I think I ideally would like to think that I have good time management, but I know for sure that I'm not. I'm not punctual in any sense. And I think that that's the way for a lot of creatives, actually, because we juggle so much and working creatively isn't just like going to a nine-to-five job it's not about switching it on and off you have to find a flow and you can't just work one hour here one hour there some people can but it's very very rare to find that so I'm a night out so most of my time I'm working at night whether it's like after dinner or whatever or when I come home from my part-time job as well but I find that I have a consistent flow at night because there's no other distractions like people messaging or whatever happening on social media or the news or whatever it may be. So at night, like basically after 8 p.m., 9 p.m. is when I get my free flow of work and I'll, I can work until 2 a.m. most of the time. So 2 a.m. is pretty much when I go to sleep at the earliest on average. Um, it's probably not the healthiest thing, but you'll mm. find that most creatives actually do that because that's when... Yeah have that consistent flow of work without the interruptions and distractions so i wouldn't say like you know there's a day in the life of the marker or, or a lettering artist does this and this like my days are different every day i don't i don't decide to pick up the pen at 9 a.m i don't do admin first thing in the morning like it's never the same and yeah. i kind of work the best that way I've, yeah. I've sort of i guess i kind of harness that as much as possible um <laughs> It can be scattering, of course. Like I try to have some sort of routine in it, but I've never been a routine person in my life. I've never liked working for people in my life, which is what led me to yeah. doing this. Um, I've never liked being micromanaged. So for me, just working as freely as possible when I get that motivation to is very important. So that's why like I try to harness my own self-motivation as much as possible. And like if it's sunny, I'll go to the beach for an hour or two and that's me and i'll come back and work a little bit later in the night because that's just how my flow will, will have to go yeah no oh, nice yeah so it's kind of like you just let the like if the inspiration takes you too i can imagine you'd just be like boom i'm on i've got one now or yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah absolutely like sometimes i would like i'll start working late at night and then it'll it'll end up being like 5 a.m and i'll have to get up for work for or whatever it may be three hours later but i just don't stop it because I know if I stop it, then I'm I'm not going to wake up early enough in the morning. Like I've said this tons of times before. Oh yeah, I'll wake up two hours earlier in the morning. And, I'll <laughs> yeah. and that never happens. So I'd much rather never. just continue that flow without interrupting it and just run it, letting it run its course. Yeah, do if you, it works, it works. Do you ever feel like you're maybe overworking yourself or don't give yourself enough time to like be yourself like in a kind of way? elements of overworking and I think most people that know me would say I'm always busy I'm always working 
Um, but yeah. I guess that comes down to what you share as well, what you tell. Like whenever yeah. I talk to people, it's mostly about me doing something busy or being productive or work. So yeah. when they're constantly hearing that, they're constantly thinking I'm working all the time. Like yeah, yeah. my mom always says, oh, it's okay. I know you're busy. And sometimes I feel like it's a little condescending. Because yeah. I'm like, well, mom, I'm busy. But I'm <laughs> busy. But like she, like, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think leading up to it at the start, I was, I was overworking myself. And there are elements of that during, you know, whatever it may be, months of um, peak season in work. But at the moment, I feel I have a pretty good balance. Um, but it's COVID as well. It's hard to say. There's no true representation in yeah. my work yep. at the moment because it's all it's all over the place. But I've, I I have days of overworking, but I don't have a streamlined stage of, yeah, I'm overworking myself all the time. I wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't say that. I like to have a balance. Like today I was able to go to the beach and just shoot hoops. But, yeah, I've got work yeah. to do. Yeah, but yeah easy. I'll, I'll get around to it. So I think I have a relatively good balance of it anyways. Yeah, I think that comes How'd you get... Oh, oh, shit. You oh. Oh. <laughs> I was about to jump in as well. Yo, this is what I, mean, I was literally about to jump in. I don't know. We're going to have to get the big dildo out on now. Anyone who's, you know, decided... Oh, hands up. Put your hands up. Well, oh, I'm, hands up. I'd like to see <laughs> all you boys nice and eager to jump in. But um, I was just going to add, like, the entrepreneurial I'll take, I'll take over. I'll take over. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, like be, having that entrepreneurship, like I think you sort of, your end goal is to work with, like to have that freedom to work and sort of work on your own terms. And sometimes that little sacrifice in the beginning of like busting your cunt out and like doing those <laughs> heavy hours give yeah. you that time in the future to be able to go like, oh yeah, you know what? I am going to go shoot some hoops. I am going to go to the beach. I'm going to do those things because like, I already know what I have to do. Um, yeah. But then like, yeah, in the beginning, like you probably find that like, you, you literally, cause like with me, like I, there's parts of things that I'm learning that I have no idea about. So I'm probably going to take like the longest way around and do so many hours before I realize like I only needed to spend like 10 minutes on it. Like it was such an easy fix, but because yeah. I'm, I'm like, I just don't have the knowledge of it. It's sort of, my dumb ass goes the, the hard way the long way. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll let I'll I, think, I think the important part of all of that is to do it on your own terms mm -hmm. though and like that is part of being an entrepreneur or having your own business or your own side hustle or whatever it may be is to do it on your own terms obviously with mm -hmm. um good timing you want to still be communicative and um you know relatively on schedule with most of your jobs but to do the work in your own terms is the most important part, especially like I said, with being a creative, you can't just switch it on and off. So. No, that's exactly why you and me kind of struggle to make videos together because we can't ever do shit on time. <laughs> yeah. Ever, ever, ever on time. Like he, me and Connor tried to make um, videos, like we've had like a little thing where we're like, we'll write skits together. And then um, we'll be like, one of us will have this perfect idea. Like, oh man, yeah, we'll do this, we'll do that. 100% like I've got one written down ready to go and then it just like oh hold on oh, oh nah, fuck I don't know what's going on anymore and, oh, that, uh, then like four months later we're like remember that thing we're gonna do yeah, yeah fuck that <laughs> we're not doing that anymore. and there's a very fine line like procrastination as well is the biggest demon of all oh. of like one of the biggest demons of all in terms of creativity but you I, I guess you do end up learning like I've been in this for almost six years now like as in the marker obviously I've been creating before but as my job I've learned to sort of put procrastination to the side I mean of course I still get there in, mm. in some sense but I've tried to learn to put it to the side and just actually do the work just get in there and do it if it's not the right timing or if it's not you know, I'm not really feeling it. I just have to pick up the pen or whatever and just start. And then the creative juices flow from there. Because mm. mm. like, you're just constantly going to put off whatever it may be. If you're not, yep. think, if you're not vibing it, That's it. Like you're going to constantly put yeah. it off. See, like <laughs> I, I always find I'm putting my creative juices into the wrong thing. Like... <laughs> Uh, you are uh, <laughs> you are you are just, just waiting to uh, do something like that oh man i'm uh, just waiting for I'm, I'm, I'm being you didn't even have sorry. anything to follow that you just wanted to say he, just, he, won't, he, he likes to say that and so it creates this silence and then everyone just stares at him thinking he's a dirty boy 
Dirty, dirty boy. What's um, what's something that you wish you knew, like back in the day when you first started out, that you know now? Um, accounting skills, but I still don't yeah, know. Right. Now. <laughs> I feel like. Oh, so are you saying something that I now know? Like you I know, would... yeah, you now know that you wish you knew when you first started out. Oh fuck, that's a tough question. Question, good question. Yeah. I feel like there's nothing that I know. Now. You kind of you kind of did answer it before with the um like overworking yourself and stuff like that. How you've yeah. you've kind of managed that better now. But is there anything else you can kind of think uh, of? I guess there's um there's aspects of say like comparing yourself. I've I've stopped doing that quite a bit now, and like that's huge in the creative industry is the yeah. comparison trap. Like it's talked about, I guess, in any work or anything, but. <laughs> but you guys are fucked. <laughs> You're gonna have to cut that out, Connor. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> I don't even know where I was up to. Um, yeah, so I, I guess now I've learned to switch off as much as possible, or um, I guess take myself out of an equation if I see that it's. Um, not inspiring it's more so influencing me more than anything because yeah. I think that's what I was struggling with before when starting a business or thinking about starting a business I would look at everyone around me and look at how far they've already gotten or yeah. what, what sort of stage they're at in their life and I think that's yeah. so easy to do um, with everything going on and with everyone constantly sharing their victories and the highlights um, on social media as well, which you know is is always talked about. Sharing oh, it's a highlight reel for sure, hundred yeah, percent. Like you, you, you see some people just. It's like it's the it's all the ups, but that's yeah, absolutely. I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so sharing, you know, and that's it's hard for us or people in general to take themselves out of that equation, um, and you know, distinguish the difference between someone influencing or things influencing you as opposed to inspiring you. So that's mm. kind of where I'm at now that I've finally learnt to tackle or to um, manage a lot better than what I was able to at the beginning of the game or the beginning of the creative yeah. industry. Basically anything that I was creating was a constant comparison um, between mm. what someone else was. And I guess when something's so subjective, when you're creating work that is subjective to multiple factors or multiple people's opinions it's so easy to throw yourself under that bus of comparing yourself to someone else but now I've just learned that nobody does what I do specifically there's someone that might be doing something similar but no one does what I do specifically and no one does it in the exact way that I do so you know I should just enjoy the ride and creating for the sake of my you know my passion and then let whatever happens happen yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah like, sorry guys sorry <laughs> I, was, I was ready like i've got through so many questions have you ever had any like creepers like besides besides your man like have you ever had anyone like get you to like draw them naked or something <laughs> paint me like one of your french girls yeah that's exactly where <laughs> i was going big cunt written all over them yeah that. no but that is a good idea that's a good idea a body oh, that's, okay i want to put my hand up to be the canvas for our uh, no, hang on a second wait a second okay sorry but i'm sorry <laughs> does it have to be life-size or <laughs> That's oh, no, no lifestyle would be too unflattering. <laughs> yeah. be very unflattering. If if you no were one to... has asked me to do anything creepy like that. Mm -hmm. But what what about your man's like? Um, oh. oh, hang on a second. I just got a warning that I'm unstable. Um, is it is everything all good? Is that real life or? You're more. Yeah, I was gonna say you're more than fucking unstable, mate. Um, <laughs> no, like. Like, has, has your man or ever sort of walked in like this and done the, woo, all right, draw me? Like, something like, I know he's just sick. So. <laughs> no, like I, like I said, I don't draw a lot these days. I'm a, I'm a lettering artist, so unless he wants me to letter the name of his dick or something, like that's... What would you call it? it? <laughs> it's actually funny. It's got to be a really long word. <laughs> 
Uh, onomatopoeia. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The anti disestablishment terrorism. Onomatopoeia. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it like the opening of a Star Wars movie. That thing is fantastic. <laughs> Most surprisingly, I haven't named his dick, so no. <laughs> well, let's name it now. Let's, let's, let's do that now. Yeah, well, we may as well get it out so you can see, like, see we'll what it's yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Just so really. That's it. It's got to be on a he definitely handed that to you didn't he here's <laughs> <laughs> no, what bring, i had prepared earlier. i was waiting for terry to come in and he's just dangling terry's dick in the oh terry's their yeah. dog by the way yeah okay i'm, I'm glad you've seen yeah. that up yeah. that up for me. <laughs> i thought terry was a dad for a second oh, no no <laughs> terry oh, no. my dog <laughs> Well, I, I kind of, well, well, I had well. a feeling, I had a feeling that it was going to, we'd start talking about dicks. I, I don't know why. We always talk about dicks. Every time you're around, we talk about dicks. It is actually really true. Whenever Connor's in a conversation, there's a lot of dick in it. A lot of dick around. <laughs> a lot of dicking around, for sure. Um, aside from dicks, uh, would you, what would you say your um, biggest influences in art are? Like, that could be music, it could be um, art in general, movies, like any influences you find or just like people you like listening to or anything um, like that yeah I find that music is the most inspirational I guess in terms of my work and when I create like I always have to play music it's it's sure. background noise but also it inspires and motivates at the same time yep. um but in terms of in terms of what actually inspires my work or my lettering pieces it's conversations with people or um, yeah, just communicating with people and either you know secrets or confessions or things that they want to share or things that they don't want to share, um, and just mm. general conversations with loved ones. It's that's essentially what inspires me to create. Mm. Okay. Lettering, yep. lettering so like certain things might stick with you, and then you think like that'll look nice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So either conversations with with friends or family, or you know past experiences and what people have said to I guess mm. consolidate you or um you know confide in you or something that they've felt the need to tell you in secret you know all those sort of bits and pieces I either write in my notes or it sticks with me and I letter something in terms of that but yeah yeah oh nice awesome cool would um, you say you have a, a who are you listening to at the moment who are your, uh, yeah who are that's your what I was about to ask who's your top artist top it's top so two weird. Because I have Pop. such a mixed like genre of things. Like I always listen to Anderson Park. Always. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's my go-to. I will listen to him all the time, repeating his songs, repeating his albums. I would never ever get sick of him. Super funky. So, yeah, yeah. I love that soul funky vibe. Yeah. Um yeah. also like the sort of I would even go to like 60s music, but then I would also go to people like Billie Eilish, who is super pop and a lot of people don't like her, but I just think yep. she's a lyrical genius. I just think she's a genius for her age in the yep. industry as well. And everything that she writes and sings, it's just, it's explosive in terms of emotions. And I think that because it's so open-ended in, in different ways of perspective, for whoever's listening that yeah. always inspires me as well so yeah 100%. From like Irish to you know Edison. like an Aretha Franklin kind of kind of Aretha character Franklin, a bit of R-E-S-P-E-C-T yeah. yeah I like that it's good. yeah so it's it goes left right and center except hmm. for Screamo that is the one thing that I will not listen to <laughs> no I feel like if you were writing for the Screamo it looked like a like a hut like yeah. the hut monitors yeah it'd be a bit tough harsh. and I guess like I guess that does somewhat inspire the way that my style looks is, is either delicate or um, can be quite edgy too, which is yep. yeah symbolic of what I listen to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. A bit of soul into it. I like that. So that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with a bit of Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack's a very groovy man. Handsome oh, man too. God, I've seen him three man. times. It's so good. Yeah. He's so good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's just like the way, and like you can see the way he performs as well. Like he just, he loves it. He loves he every second of so it. So much soul, and he just seems like the most. Like he just seems like the type of person you want to be friends with. He doesn't oh, seem oh, I'm desperate to be friends with him. I yeah. like him, um, and him his new his new songs with uh Bruno Mars, like Silk yeah. Sonic. 
Like yeah. those are just that whole album's gonna be unreal. It's um, it's, I know it's that's iconic. I I've always listened to Bruno Mars, and like you know, there's a, there's a certain sort of stigma around people listening to pop music or pop, whatever yeah. like in the top forty or whatever. But I have always loved Bruno Mars and his oh. soulful pop music. And then when Anderson Park came came to the scene, I was like, why the fuck is there not a Bruno Mars Anderson Park sort of thing? I guess because they are similar. But those two hmm. guys are the type of people that they would be so cool and chill together. They just want to be friends and just literally yeah. jam out with each other. And then it finally happened. And I was like, oh, yes. Like, the, oh, the there's a guy listening. that, um, there's a guy that does it. I think, I don't know if he's producing it or he's on, he's working it with him. And he's um, a guy called Bootsy Collins. And um, do you know who Bootsy, like, have you ever heard of Bootsy Collins? No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh God. Like, have, like, so there's um, a group in the seventies, I think called Parliament. Like yeah. very funky music, super funky. And this guy like has like massive star glasses and like top hat. And he just right. just gives it all the soul you can have. It's just, it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. So I, that's will, I will admit thing. that I listen to a lot of music and I don't pay attention at the artist a lot of the time. So yeah. I know it's weird because I, I can really admire certain artists and musicians, but then there's also certain songs that really stick that, I couldn't even fucking tell you the artist. Who it like, is or what's it called? Like 90s cheese music. Like in my group of friends, we have this thing where if we listen to a song, we're like, fuck, that is an iconic classic song. But if you were ever asked to name the artist, you would not know. Oh, cool. It's like some fucking random name, but it was like a one hit wonder or they had two hits. I'm yeah. like notorious for doing that, for listening to music, even on repeat. And I would not even be able to tell you the artist. Who it is, yeah, 100%. I have my go-to's. I have my go-tos, but yeah, there's sometimes where, like, I probably have listened to whoever you just Bootsy. said. <laughs> oh, Bootsy. <laughs> Uncle Boots. Yeah. yeah. Like, I probably have, but I'm, I'm going to, yeah. Look up, a bit of, look, yeah look up a bit of Bootsy Collins after this. I reckon you'll dig it. That'll be fun. But, oh. um, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, good. Anderson Pack, tick. Big old tick. What about... Connor, you probably got... Mm. Yeah. No, go. I bet, go so you probably have a question. Oh, no, so you probably have a question. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, um, you mentioned your family before. Like, obviously, I I know that you have a fairly big family. Like, obviously, do you reckon that plays like a massive part of, um, you know, what brings your creativity out and like inspires? Like, do you grab a lot of inspiration? And what kind of inspiration do you grab from your family? Yeah, for sure. Because me and my sisters, like I'm one of four, I do know Connor, but the other guys don't, but I'm one of four sisters. So as you can imagine, girls talk, they fucking talk. So we, we have pretty good communication between us four sisters. Like we could fight as much as we can get along, of course. But I think that whole communication between my sisters and my family has always been really good. Has paved the way for me to be able to communicate art and words in a certain way as well so like my dad um he passed away four years ago now but he had so many stories about coming over to Australia from Vietnam and everything so many different stories that he had that um we still don't even know half of them were true but I think it was that storytelling as well that really inspired me to be able to share words in a certain way and to make people feel a certain way as well and yeah like I said even with Billie Eilish's songs like she she creates with a purpose and her own specific intention with these lyrics as most artists do but I think the way that she produces or um, brings out these songs enables you to have your own perspective on the words and your own perspective mm. on the song like sometimes the most heartbreaking lyrics can be the most loving songs and they sound oh, like yeah. a track but then you listen to the words and you're like fuck it's so oh yeah yeah so deep and so sad absolutely like there's so many times you listen to a song you're like oh you start like grooving yeah. to it and then it's like, about like oh, someone's am I like, someone, yeah, to someone's, like <laughs> someone's girlfriend just got killed in a car crash and like oh i, I should yeah, yeah. Okay, i should probably oh. it's still good though <laughs> what about that yeah. song like, um yeah and push a little harder or something like that it's like a he's talking about raping a chick and he's like if you oh. say that i'm gonna push a little harder and it's a massive iconic song and like everyone just like grooves yeah. to it i can't remember what it's called yeah. it's like it sort of sounds like bob marley but like it could be it could be a bob, bob, marley. <laughs> bob marley i don't know if it's the uncle bob just drag a few more names for the trash yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, uncle bob in the mix 
I'm Kim Bob just getting thrown a bit of shade. Oh, <laughs> actually, hang on. I'll try. Hey, Bob, come, song, come defend like, yourself yeah, on it's... the podcast next week. You're more than welcome to, mate. Come defend yourself. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Have a clap back. I can't believe that. Damien Murray's going to message us soon. That's upsetting. Yeah. Oh, but I think Speaking it's, of... it's ultimately at the end of the day, I think it's that whole idea of creating something and leaving it open to different perspectives. I think that's that's pretty much the key to what I do anyways. Yeah. Unless it's Absolutely. client based and of course I'm doing something commercial like like the letter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw you um you did a mural um it was Bob Dylan lyric. You like Yeah, I yeah. So that's yeah. Are you a... I'm not a I'm not a huge Bob Dylan fan. I wouldn't say that I dislike him, but it's not like yeah. I pop to him. Um you love, yeah. I was, yeah, I was commissioned as a collaborative artist with my good friend Claire Foxen, who is an amazing portrait artist as well. Um, she did that and we worked with Verb Syndicate, which is a local um, creative agency. So we she painted the portrait. It was on the side of the record store in um, Surrey Hills, which is like an iconic record store. Oh, Sydney. records. Is it record store? Yeah, yeah literally. Oh, love, store. love yeah. record store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone knows that pretty much. If you love records and you, you know Sydney. Um, yeah, so it was on the side of that. So Claire did the portrait of Bob Dylan on the left and I did the lyrics on the right and tried to okay. intertwine both of our styles in it. So that like... That, funnily enough, is one of the murals that I don't love the most. Like, I love looking at <laughs> it as a whole, but my lettering style is very different. And because I was given the brief, which a lot of the time this is the brief, to make it more legible. Like, I don't know if you know, but my style isn't the most legible style, which makes it hard for commercial work, of course, because you mm. want to be able to read it. You want your consumers to be able to read the message. Um, but I, but this goes in with the style of what I was saying before. I like that there's different perspectives with what you're putting out there. So when I make something, um, when I letter something and it's not completely legible, it's open to interpretation. So that's mm. the whole purpose of what I do when it comes to my own work. But I understand, obviously, with commercial work, it's a different story. You want people to be able to read it properly, especially with lyrics. Um, yep. But yeah, that's why it wasn't my favorite because it's it was completely legible and the style is a lot more structured and rigid than what I would normally do. Yep. Um, it was fun, of course. It was super fun to work with basically my best friend Claire. But um, yeah, it was just not Cla- my time. classic um, New Times Roman. Classic New Times yeah. Roman. I tell you, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Right. That's nice. No, that's awesome. I reckon we'll we'll um if you guys are keen, I think that's been a solid. 50 minutes and I'm very impressed with everyone's lovely performance and um, play for yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we've seen more than what we bargained for yeah I definitely I definitely got more than what I um I thought I'd get out of Lucas oh I'm still awake so that's pretty good how's the personal attack I was going to say, no, I, like I don't it. know if that's sarcasm or if that's like, I can't tell you guys yet. <laughs> uh, um, so I was thinking to give something like with like all the guests that we have on, maybe if you could share maybe an inspirational quote that you sort of, that resonates with you to sort of move people. Oh, oh. <laughs> Fuck bitches, get money. <laughs> I've what I've, I've I have one more question I wanted to ask. It was just, yeah. I was very, before Connor, Connor cut me off. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, so like when you were a kid, you're saying you always like this stuff. This is completely irrelevant to lettering, but what were your favorite three movies in, as a kid? And what are your favorite three movies now? Wow. Favorite movies? Mm. Always a tough question. Like, do people tough one. Like I have, I have a list of movies that I really love, but then yep. as a all-time favorite movie, it's hard. Like growing Part up as a three. kid, growing up as a kid, hands down, Mulan, one of yep. the best Disney films. I think it's the most underrated Disney film. But you know, honestly, film. I think it's because I'm Asian, so it makes sense. Like I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I, I think I can relate to it a lot more, and like the whole storyline to it. I, I'm not yep. gonna lie. I feel like that's why it's ultimately my favorite Disney film, um, because yep. most is like Lion King. That's a classic, but I think that's overrated. Yeah, fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a opinion. I'm a little triggered. I'm a little triggered. That's that's shot. Yeah, unpopular so opinion, but I think it's overrated for a Disney film. <laughs> oh, get out of my house. As so, yeah. I'm gonna go with Mulan. I'm gonna go with as a kids' film. Shit. Um, maybe like Little Rascals. 
and like if we're talking kid kids like sandlot yeah. kids from our school oh um, sandlot kids yeah sure yeah. 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 yeah great stuff great stuff uh, oh yeah, stand that's by good. me is all time as well oh so stand by me that's a that's stand a by me, that's... stand by me still is my favorite film one of my favorite films now and it was my favorite film yep. as a kid um, I that's think, a feeler. That's... Yeah, I think it's timeless. I think, like, literally, you could watch it as a little kid and, like, as a 60 year old and still love it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I would say Stand By Me Now as well. Um, Ratatouille, <laughs> I watch a lot. Ratatouille. <laughs> um, fuck. Oh, Green Book, 100%. I've got a tattoo that's inspired by it as well. Fuck yeah. Is Green Book, is that, um, is that a big important thing? Mahashala Ali. Is that the one where he's the piano player? Yeah, yeah. Great movie. Yo, that is a that's another that's a top film. Yeah, yeah no, I do love that's that. That's a really good film. Yeah, Anything that's a feeler. That has a really like emotional, sentimental um focus, that's me to a T. Like it, yeah. it can't be action packed, it can't be like fast and the figures, fuck that noise off. Like, I took you for a, a big Taken fan. I took you for a big Taken uh, one, two, and three. I thought you were just gonna say Taken one, two, and three. You know, funny. That is my mom's favorite film. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of classic Uncle Liam. That's funny. Yeah. Like my family never went to the movies together. I don't know if it's a thing for families to go to the cinemas together, but we went to the cinemas for like the first time ever, and it was Taken. So. <laughs> that's magic during is a good uh children's movie i'm gonna chuck in my favorite or one of my favorites is that road to el dorado that yeah has anyone seen that one yeah yeah, yeah. Soundtrack, oh, <laughs> i don't resonate classic. with that as much i do i understand why but i don't i think i was yeah i, I was just in so many different like, like i was brought up watching hong kong films as like an eight-year-old like my dad yeah watched hong kong films so for yeah. me, like everyone, it's like it's a highly spoken about thing that I have a weird caliber of films that I like, and apparently I don't watch the iconic films. But you know, like Pearl Harbor, um, what was it, Trent? You can name read oh, a lot. Fuck, where do I start? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, like it's an actual thing that I get the shit taken out because I haven't watched all these iconic films. But yeah. I grew up watching Asian foreign films. Like I never yeah. grew up. With my dad wanting to watch like Russell Crowe and Russell, I mean, my dad had broken English too, but like you know, he would watch the Kung Fu films and all those martial arts. Yeah, films. Kung Fu Panda, uh, yeah. one of the best. <laughs> Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda. Panda. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda has a lot of quotes and references to live by. <laughs> Oh, that's it. That's an absolute. Like I live my life by the uh, the turtle. <laughs> yeah, the turtle. turtle's kind of 100%, like yeah, hundred yeah. percent. What's his name? Master, master someone. Master, 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 master turtle. Who? The turtle guy. The <laughs> turtle guy called him. Yellow turtle. No. Turtle. Yeah. yeah. It's, Come on, it's funny. I've watched it so many times that I couldn't even tell you his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just kind of yeah. reminds me of um. Never mind. Nice. I like making these comments because like I, I watched Lucas and Dylan just like look straight at me and go like, oh, fuck <laughs> don't, fucking, yeah, don't do it. Don't. Yeah. 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 Have you ever seen um uh Enter the oh was it 36 Chambers? Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. <laughs> that's a kung that's a kung fu movie to watch. That's a classic yeah. film. That's a that's a good it's one. It's really old though. Super old. Yeah, because I may have watched it. Like I said, this is the same thing with music. I may have watched it and not remembered the name. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If it's like, if it's like an iconic Kung Fu film, then most likely when I was like five with my dad. But yeah. Yeah. That's good. Lucas, yeah. what's your what's your favourite movie, Lucas? Read the moment. I, it's Goal. It's a soccer movie. Oh. <laughs> no, trust goal. me. That's not even a good film. Like, I can that see why. But it's like yeah, literally, it's not film. a good film. It's not a good film, but <laughs> as a like, child playing soccer, it, you're yeah. just like, holy shit, this is the best thing ever. And you watch it now, love- it's like, this is terrible, but it so just means so much to you, yeah. yeah so you I just love to be like, she's the man. That's probably your style yeah. of uh, movie. <laughs> oh my God, she's the man. Is Great the movie. That's a banger. That's a banger. <laughs> That's a banger. That's the most quotable film. I literally quote that once a week, on a weekly basis. 
she's the man really yeah. that's the quote yeah. a once a week kind of quote yeah once a week i will i will slide <laughs> the quote wherever is necessary and sometimes it doesn't fit right but i use it anyway but it doesn't matter that's okay yeah. she's the man <laughs> i'm gonna have to re-watch that and see if there's any good quotes in that one there's a, there's a line in there and it's like it absorbs right up and i use that all the time is that when he's got a bloody david beckham david beckham it's so iconic that's the most iconic scene ever is when who is it oh the fucking stripper girl what's his name yeah that's the one yeah channing tate young oh wow i might have to watch that tonight all right anyway i know what i'm doing later (laughs) (laughs) i know i won't be watching girl sorry about that (laughs) yeah i'll start off with girl and probably go to choose and then yeah and then go to bend it like beckham Oh, man. oh. <laughs> also a shit film but a very quotable film very quotable film yeah. <laughs> absolutely oh, that was good. Right. i'm glad to see i didn't know your favorite movie was goal <laughs> Bro, goal one goal one that's a that's a good movie the rest you know they're questionable but goal one that's it's that's like a good movie. Say Fast and Furious is a good movie. It's not. No, no it's not. not good. It's really it's not, not good. It's I'm not. This this family like that. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's someone so family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about Green Street Hooligans, Lucas? Surely you get around a bit. Yeah, Green Street, actually, that's oh. actually that's a beautiful. That's a great cool. movie. Yeah, so if you it were is. to say that, then that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, true. Right. But you don't watch that when you're a kid. That's a bit fucking too yeah. much. I watched it when I was a kid. I was I wanted yeah. to learn about the streets. I wanted to learn about the streets of London, brother. That's what I wanted to learn about. Take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. I wanted to, I wanted to fight people in a gang. That's what I wanted to do as a kid. <laughs> amen. Amen to that. Amen. Amen, sister. All right. Well, what what's your go to go to comedy? See, like my favorite films are definitely like oh. more of the comedy spectrum. Separate, yeah. See, yeah, is up there. Um, for me, Dumb and Dumber. Really, I can see that. I can see that. Very fan. It all, it all makes perfect sense. Yeah, (laughs) it's coming together. The the reason why Dumb and Dumber is like all time favorite, it has sentimental value. Like, my uncle, I'm sure, um, yeah. My my uncle, that was his favorite film, and like, me and him would sit there and just fucking like, quotable, yeah. Harry it's funny, you attach, yeah you attach to it like with those sentimental um, yeah. reasons and like yeah. it might not be the best film like like i said mulan is my all-time favorite disney film there's so many people that would not even think about mm. that film or even watched it but like for me living in a you know half asian household like i grew up with those sort of storylines and those concepts and everything so mm. it, it obviously stuck out to me just as you would when you have those memories with your uncle watching it yeah. it may not be the best film like i wouldn't even think of anyone that knows that would say that i know I've got, I've got there's two guys in my work that will sit there and quote that whole movie together they just love <laughs> it so it much so yeah. good it, is, it might I be your it. generation though because i don't think anyone my age would say dumb and how do you how do you i'm 29 Okay, I'm 25. Okay, that, oh, yeah. so not that much of a difference. Not that much different. No. To be honest, my sister is 25, 25 and 24. Are they? I don't even oh, know. The <laughs> well, they're around that age. <laughs> they're around that age, and I feel like we have slightly different tastes in movies. Like the movie that Steph, she's 25, that she would say is a really good film. It's now running joke that we don't believe her because it's not a good film. Like, I joke about Fast and the Furious a lot in this thing, but she loves Fast and the Furious. And so that's as, that's as far as I believe her Movie. good film. Yeah. Sad yeah. I, so, my, yeah. My sister's the same. She'll, like, I'll talk to her about, like, movies. And, like, because we all, my family, like, just, like, love, like, movies growing up. Like, we'll quote movies, like, that's how we talk. And then, um, yeah, but my sister, if I would talk to her back, I'd say, oh, how's this movie? And I know it's the shittest movie that's, like, every, like heaps low budget, not yeah. even good. And she's just like, oh, unreal. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. And I'm like, that was the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. I will never get that time back ever again. Never, never. I usually turn them off. Yeah, I reckon best comedy for me at the moment, the one that always makes me laugh so much is um, This Is The End, where all the actors, just because I love nothing more than like actors playing themselves as like caricatures. And like just seeing all of them, oh, cracks me up. That and the other guys, anything with Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah, the other guys. 
Anything with Wilbur, yeah. oh my god. I you fucked my wife. You know, yeah. I reckon Tella Dega Knives, surely. Yeah. Yeah. That has to be, that's my favorite company of all time, I reckon. 100%. See, I, I actually love the underrated ones like Blades of Glory as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's fucking hilarious, but like it's yeah. never really talked about as a good film for him. Mm, yeah. Do you want or, a good Will Ferrell movie? Like, a, like under, like, no, like under the radar, like you, it's hard, you gotta like search it up to find it. It's um called uh, Casa Mi de Padre, and it's this movie that it's, completely in spanish that. yeah it's completely in spanish and it's will ferrell speaking very shit spanish i was gonna say and does he like, speak spanish well in very poorly but like it's made to be shit like you'll see like the people in the background are just mannequins and you'll see them as just mannequins oh, so is it more like so a parody funny. type film it's like a fake spanish soap opera that's right, what it's supposed okay. to be it's so yeah. funny it's christina aguilera is on like the soundtrack it's so like, it's the best <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, love that. Um, also, him in Megamind. I know it's animation, but Megamind, great film. All time. Connor, yeah. look at him. He looks like <laughs> fucking oh, yeah, I fucking knew it. it. <laughs> Lucas has nothing to say. He stoops straight to bagging out my fucking hairline and forehead. <laughs> Trent's been saying that too. Yeah, look. <laughs> I'll, I'll be shaving the head quite soon. Look, I kind of, you know. Can like, you please? Can you please like just dye your face blue for a day? Like dye just, my face? Just, for, oh, mega just the whole head. Yeah, the whole I might head. do it. I might do it like a little TikTok of it or something like that. Oh, You'd I hate kill TikTok. It. Yeah. Oh, what? it's flat. Yeah, the, I've been, I was oh, no. meaning to say it, but I just thought I'd let you struggle. <laughs> Fucking being retarded. <laughs> anyway. Is that Blue Raz? Is that Blue Raz, Lucas? Well, it was, but it's flat. Was so blue oh, man, it's dead. Yeah, it was I think that det- like deters me from even doing it at all as well. Mm. It's just yeah, everyone it's does it. A, yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I don't. I've only. I've only. Anyways, I don't like oh. smoking, and I never see the yeah. point in vaping unless you're a smoker. I just don't understand it. Mm. Yeah, I hate. That's <laughs> the thing. I hate smoke. I hate smoking, but then like this is just delicious sometimes, and then now it's like a point where like <laughs> I get this. In- I got this as a joke, and then now, like, I'm like, oh, oh, this is a joke. Oh. You know what? I, the way that I see it in a, the most non offensive manner is it's just kind of like for the clout. That's just oh, the clout. yeah. Literally, oh, yeah. I, you only do it when you go out drinking, and the next minute yeah. is fucking addictive. That's all. It's fucking addictive. Yeah. That's or like all it is. on a Snapchat or in an Instagram story, like in your bedroom. Like, no, sorry. We're not, we're not, all, we're not all Connor. Hang on a second. I, I don't want to name names, but you know. Name names. This is a podcast where we name Connor. names, and usually that Connor. name is Connor. His name's on the front. It's Connor Changes for a reason. Yeah. It's Connor. Exactly. I'm just spitting out my contagious juices everywhere anyway. Oh my God. Again. Again right. juices. Well, thank you very much, Jill, for being on the. Thank you very much. That's all right. Thank you for being a great first guest. That was a very lovely first guest. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we can um, have you on again and we can sort of see where where the marker has taken you and where where you've taken the marker and, you know. Yeah. I can actually, we'll finish finish out on this. What, where, if everything goes well, where do you see yourself in the next 12 months? Uh, Well, I just leased out my studio. I saw that. um, Studio space, which is the first thing for me like the first time because I just work from home um so in 12 months time I hope to release my art series my own art collection because a lot of the time I work for clients so I never really produce series that I just sell um I've done mini pieces but in 12 months time I hope to release an art collection which is going to be basketball based so it's I've got a really really cool idea to paint basketballs um and Yeah, and hopefully work with a streetwear type of sports brand as well because I'd love to work more with like business to business and I'm obsessed with streetwear sneakers. So to be able to work with a client like that and release my series, that's the two goals. Beautiful. How is um easy? How is your how is your jump shot? Is the question I'm gonna ask as well. How's your (laughs) is it you no existent? (laughs) It's okay, you're more of a layout. More of a layup kind of gal. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just shoot hoops for fun. Like I don't do it for like the technicality side of thing. And like yeah. I enjoy watching sport, like all sports except for netball basically. But I've always grown up to be like a sport person. Um, Trent would probably say I'm unco. But I'm just one of those people, <laughs> I like giving things a crack. Like I, I enjoy yeah. watching sport and I enjoy being active. So fuck it. If I shoot the hoops yeah. and I get one in 22, whatever, so be it. Hey, that's still a point. That's still two points. That's, all, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, on the course, scoring points. That's the main that's thing. It. That's it. All right. So <laughs> if you guys want to suss out Jill and the marker, just search up the marker on Instagram. Or uh, do you have a website? Yeah, you have a website, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes, it's marker.com.au or the Instagram is the marker underscore. Awesome. So I'll leave all that stuff sort of in the description so you guys can go suss that out. Thank you very much, Julian, for being on. Thank you, Jill. It's been fun. Yes, good. Hopefully we'll have we... to do a lettering workshop. Like, yeah, seriously. No, please. Yeah, 100%. Definitely do that. Yo, that flex. I want to see. Give me bite the bicep. Show me more. Let's go. No, 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 no. All right. Thank you very much. 100%. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Lettering workshop for sure. Yeah, we'll yeah, definitely cool. Awesome. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for having me. It's That's been right. fun. Thank Not you. Thank you for coming right. on. Take it easy. Catch you. Bye. Ciao.